The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome to That So Retrograde, live from the living room. Hi, I'm actually in my bedroom. It's a sexy moment. Hey. Hey. Just me, you, my dog, and a bag of edibles. And technology. Oh, I'm aroused. Hello. Hi, friends. Uh, It's just me, my couch, and this guasa tool that I am digging into the side of my face right now. I know. What's going on with you, friend? Just like... You know, I think the quarterly jaw Botox that I tend to do to help with the pain around my grinding has certainly worn off. Mm -hmm. I've been going at it. Like I have a whole tool repertoire now. Tell me what it is right now. Okay. Well, first of all, we need to introduce who we are. Oh yeah, Elizabeth Cott. Stephanie Sambari here on the mic. Look guys, welcome back, friends. Wheels are off the wagon and we're a casual, casual show now. We're V-cash. Let's go back to what you're doing to fix, to deal with your jaw. Oh yeah. Your jaw in the absence of Botox. Right. So I've always known that it's like a definite band-aid and I don't recommend it for as like the one and only thing to do back in the day when we could go to the derm and they would administer that sort of thing. Wait, I love everyone. It's not just you. It's like culturally as a whole, everyone is referring to a month ago as back in the day. Remember when that was a thing? Wow. So I've been doing this like three or four times a year for the past like four years. Uh And sometimes I don't do it as often because it's not as needed, but other times it will wear off and my jaw is in so much pain. Yeah. the ladder at the moment. So I've been doing the guasa tool, just like your standard one. And then this one that I have is like a longer one with kind of like a ridge in the center. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of just dig that into my jaw, Dead. <laughs> into the masseter muscle with a little bit of the Prima night magic oil or like whatever. I, like right now I have sunscreen on my face. So just as long as it's lubed up in some capacity and then I just like go to town and then I have been alternating with cupping, obviously, just because, hey, guess what? I've got the time. So why not? I've been using that Lord Jones lotion and like giving myself like no tool, but just like a jaw massage, like pulling yeah. it down. So good. And then I just ordered on Amazon, like one of those massaging tea bar things that also has another rolly head that comes with it. And then I also ordered the Nurse Jamie face roller. So I'm just really... Wow. I shall report back. I don't even know. I'm just deep in it. And trust me, those purchases came after hours. Yeah, I'm sure. Researching. Like I definitely was toying with the idea of the new face or then there's like the Rafa. There's a bunch of different options, but I'm going for the paper method first. I know, but I want a new face. I want a new face too. <laughs> because dude, like, okay, if we're being really real about the cosmetic derm situation, I always get Botox above my right eyebrow because that side of my face like droops. Uh-huh. And my I'm like looking at myself in the mirror now and it's like a little off. And I'm like, I want yeah. that new face to shock that right side of my face to lift my eyebrow. Well, I think this Amazon tool that I got might be 
the answer. Please share back with I'll the I'll let you know. I, I can't wait. It'll probably come in like three weeks because I think it's might not be classified as an essential item, but it'll, it'll get here. <laughs> I don't know though. Excuse me. Um, um, my vanity is very essential. But no, it's so funny. Like I definitely had like a mental deep dive where I was like, I wonder if like the non-cosmetic Botox could be deemed as essential. Unless it's like keeping And then just like throw running. some in my forehead also. <laughs> yeah. Unless it's like keeping your heart running. I don't think it's essential. I don't think I you're DMJ. It's so funny. Like, you know, I was like, before I canceled, we canceled, I canceled, everyone got canceled, like all of the appointments and everything in the beginning of the canceled. It canceled. And I was like, it's good. Like, who cares? I'm not going to see anyone anyways. Like, I kind of want to see what my face looks like. And then I was like writing poetry about seeing my original face. And it was like this whole thing. Hello, old friend. Joke's on me. I'm seeing everyone up close and personal on Zoom a thousand times a week. I know. And... That is not what I was expecting. I was expecting to go into like a bunker and now I'm more social than I was before. You know, right? <laughs> you know what I'm super excited about is this episode. I know. Because I feel like we have Lauren Zander on today, guys, and she just always drops in with the real, real when we need it the most. Yeah. And we recorded it last week and I was just going through it to like, listen, make sure the sound was all right and all of that because we're trying new stuff and being sound engineers. So thanks for your grace around the choppy sound that we may have had or are having at the moment. Who knows? And in re-listening to that conversation, it was like exactly what I needed to hear yesterday. And honestly, I've been coaching with her and homie keeps it real. So real yeah. every damn time. I really um, appreciate her. Also, I just yeah. got in my head about the Botox thing because I feel like someone's going to tell me to check my privilege. You know, I'm just being silly when I talk about my Botox. I don't care. Aging gracefully is beautiful. And I'm just happy that we're all healthy. So just had to say that in case anyone decides to come. I feel that. That's okay. People are going to come for people. That's so true. There's one thing I've learned is that People are home and love to give their opinion right now. <laughs> hey, if you're mad, you know what's a good thing to do? Go on the internet and attack people. Take it to the internet. I get it. Whatever. Yeah. Cool. Okay. I, just want I to love you. That. And I understand the Botox conversation. I mean, whatever. We could talk about like the gloom and doom, which is, I think, a, for a different show. Like not our show. A hundred percent. That's what we were talking about. Like, you know, we've always from the beginning been about trying to be happy and healthy and be good for our community and be good for ourselves. And that's what the show has always been about. And that's what we're going to continue to be about through anything, hard times or not, because all we can control is ourselves and how we show up for the community that we live in. So yeah, if you want to hear something sad, go watch something else. Go watch. You're watching us, right? I'm giving myself a full guasa. I, I feel like you're not even here. With, I'm drifting back and forth. We're putting this I'm on the internet. Back and forth. Yeah. Like from being here and being like deeply within like the soothing movements of <laughs> this rose quartz tool. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We, we're, <laughs> the wheels are off the bus. In, guys, Elizabeth has a guasa in one hand and a hustle energy drink in the other. She doesn't know if she wants to be up or down, awake or asleep in a spa or running a marathon. She's having a moment. We'll get into that, that later. sums up my full quarantine vibe. Okay. Without further ado, please enjoy this conversation with Lauren. And I hope that it serves you as, as it did us. She's awesome. And there's a lot of truths happening. So let's cut to it. Okay. Quick 
pause on that thought as we give love to Quip. Quip, keeping our mouths clean since 2015. Dental health, everybody. Heard of it? Even though you're not seeing anyone, it's still important. Isn't that right? It sure is. Obviously, Quip is the electric toothbrush that has timed sonic vibrations with a 30-second pulse to guide a dentist-recommended two-minute routine. And there's even a size-down version designed for kids. Oh my God, cute. Did you know that 75% of us use old worn-out bristles that are ineffective and even more people don't floss daily? Hate to hear it. Hate to hear it. But Quip has us sorted. So there's a dentist recommended every three months we should be changing our brush head. And with Quip, they just send it to you automatically with a subscription. And on the flossing front, Mm -hmm. add some floss into that shipment and go to town. Flossing is just as important as brushing, friends. If you don't know that, where you been at? What you been doing? What you been doing? So guys, if you are looking for a new way to keep your mouth clean and yourself and your spouse and your friends happy with the way that your breath smells delicious, over 3 million happy customers have practiced good oral care with Quip. Including us. Yes, us too. It starts at just $25. You can go to getquip.com slash retrograde. That's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash retrograde. Right now, you will get your first refill for free when you sign up for Quip using that unique URL. Try it out. Again, that's getquip.com slash retrograde, Q-U-I-P.com slash retrograde. Quip, the good habits company. Now back to the show. I'm Arielle Laurie, host of the Blonde Files podcast, where every Wednesday I cover all things wellness. After nearly dying from drugs and alcohol six years ago, I've been on a mission to live my best, most fulfilled life And I'm sharing everything with you. From how to achieve optimal health, well-being, and fulfillment, to the best beauty tips and even cosmetic procedures, I cover it all with raw, candid conversations with experts and inspirational guests. You can follow along with everything over on Instagram at Ariel Laurie, and make sure to subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. We're calling in the big guns. We're, I feel like we're calling in our tried and true people. I, I equate this to the fact that like, I can't get into like a new TV show right now. Like my soul needs like <laughs> familiar things. We need our grounding familiar Lauren Xander here for us today. Squad, oh my God, Avengers I... squad strong. Full on TSR Avengers squad. <laughs> I'm in. I like my job. I'll keep it. <laughs> so Steph and I have both been going really deep on our Handel work. For maybe the listeners who might not be familiar with Handel, give them just a little brief something, something. So we are, you know, 70 employees, around 20 full-time coaches. We work in three different areas. We work as life coaches, which is what you guys are learning all about. Mm-hmm. Then we also do, we really do executive coaching. That's really our big, where we make our money, where we work and have for 20 years. And then we also do education and that's where we give it away. <laughs> important. And so we, we teach in, you know, I've been teaching and developing content at Stanford Business School, MIT, 
you know, NYU, like you name it. We've been in over 50 universities. We like when kids get out of foster care, we do 18 year olds. Like, so we're leading hearts that also have a Robin Hood kind of, you know, make our real money in corporations, do great work. And then uh, I love life coaching, right? And I've been doing it for 20 years before there was such a thing as a life coach. <laughs> That's how old I am. <laughs> <laughs> the last time you were here, it really caused a stir in terms of the FaceTime dates on the dating apps. Mm-hmm. In my mind, we're just vastly ahead of the curve. That because- was a channel from the gods because now that's our only option. <laughs> oh my God. My, and everyone is now going, I now understand. Yeah. Like for the first time ever. Yeah. And getting validated for what I was demanding and being like such a bitch about. Yeah. Everyone's like, wow, that really works. I don't know if you know this, but we spoke about the FaceTiming dates for like three episodes after like it was a whole like split down the middle conversation between our audience you were just priming us for the reality of what of where we are now I think it's really interesting that people were like so apprehensive about it during it like it just speaks to the way that we like were and weren't connecting before and now Mm -hmm. we're like there's this level of fear of connection that's been scraped away because we're like realizing how important it is you mean how hard up we are yeah, exactly. Exactly. But it's like, we didn't realize that when they were, it was so accessible, it was almost like a reason to push back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. People, and then there's only two reasons people don't want to FaceTime. They, they don't think they look good. Mm-hmm. Like some judgment on the self right. that you don't look pretty according to FaceTime, mm-hmm. according to you, mm-hmm. right? Like, okay. Or I won't feel like what I feel when I meet someone in person won't be the same as if this doesn't work, which is all crack. Ask them to send you a t-shirt with their pheromones on it and then you can double down on being sure if you like them. <laughs> I have a client who found an amazing guy. Literally, she's clocked 30 hours with him. Wow. Right? And they're even gonna do inner you love together, like just wow. so they have lots of talking shit and they can like go deep with each other. And she can't believe that he's such a yes. Mm. Right? Like. So there's also this heyday for women who want to know so many things. And now you have this time where you are allowed on a date, right, to have to talk about stuff and have to figure out what you want to know, mm. right? And then we conveniently have hundreds of questions ready for you. I love that. Oh my God, I want to do that. That's such a fun idea. Let's kind of get into in the work you're doing, what you're seeing in the realm of dating right now as we're globally experiencing this COVID-19 stay-at-home scenario? Intimacy is back on like connecting and having that the conversation is sexy, Mm. right? Like, and getting to know each other. So like uh, PG-13 is having its heyday, right? Which Which is really makes by the time you connect worth so much more like it's going to bring back the butterflies people it's going to like even though you've seen each other so many times by the time we all get out of 
isolation. <laughs> what, what is that when you're arrested at home, right? Like, oh, house you're arrest. Not allowed out. House arrest. While yeah. You're under house arrest. Yeah. You know, while you're under house arrest, your ability to build relationships with men or women is designed for connecting on storytelling, on sharing about each other. Like, you're going to have to have someone to talk to. And that chemistry is way more long term valuable than the hot meat that then catches up with communication later because, you know, I don't need people to go, I have to wait 10 days to fuck someone. Like, I'm not talking about that, but the amount people now have to care to know each other just moved sex into the main course and the, you know, everything else just got moved up front, which is and it's like a complete rewiring. Like I remember when this first happened, my first thought was like, damn, so many fuck boys are going to realize how lonely they are. <laughs> like there's going to be so much less distracting them. And I've been having this dialogue with one of my guy friends who connected with someone on the internet and has been like incrementally talking with her. And last night he hit a wall where I saw him almost slide back into that moment where he's like, well, if this doesn't like, you know, accelerate and blah, 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 and soon I'm just gonna have to cut it off. And I'm like, what are you talking about? There's nowhere for it to accelerate to. You have to hit that next level with yourself where you're willing to open up. You would just go and fuck that girl and decide right away if it was something that was worth your time or not, which is your pattern, which is bad. And so now he's like, I guess I'll FaceTime her again. And I'm like, yeah, you have three months. So you may as well just talk to this fucking person. I'm telling you, Mother Nature mm-hmm. has put her fingerprints all over so many of these things yeah. that I, you know, tried to get into people. And now I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so you see, you see the value of <laughs> communicating and learning how to communicate and asking questions and feeling awkward and, and really going there. Let's take a quick break. We want to talk to you about this green juice powder that Stephanie and I discovered that are totally obsessed with. I was just lamenting about the fact that I am out of it and sad. So Organifi green juice tastes delicious. It's easy to drink. I drink it in the morning uh, when I had it. It includes a full spectrum of vitamins, minerals, antioxidants. And uh, it's just surprisingly delicious. I'm going to be honest. I was like another green powder. Same. Same. I'm not dazzled. I was not inclined to even like give it a look. Honestly, first of all, it's packed with 11 superfoods. It's amazing for immune system, for detoxification. It tastes really good. You know why? First of all, it doesn't taste like anything green. It has like almost like a creamy minty flavor. It does have mint in it and it has like coconut, I believe. So it has that like almost like that mint smoothie vibe from... Cafe Gratitude. When you you added it to hemp milk, I put mine with like water and ice. Yes. And I just want to list the superfood ingredients because it's a delicious combo. We've got ashwagandha, moringa, chlorella... Yep. A bunch of green tea and turmeric, plus, as you said, spirulina, mint, beets, wheatgrass, lemon, and coconut. It's a dream combo. I'm just at a loss. I don't know how they managed to do it. It's really incredible. Also, so. dairy free, gluten free, keto friendly, soy free, and 100% vegan. Ooh, friend of the show. So, guys, go over to Organify. That's O R G A N I F i.com slash retrograde and you will get 15% off any product 
Organifi.com slash retrograde. Ships right to your door. You don't have to go to the store. Bonus. You can get a reoccurring delivery if you so choose via a subscription. And Organifi Green Juice is certified USDA organic. It's so fucking good, guys. Head over there and check it out. We promise you, you will not be disappointed. We love it. Love it. Back to the show. Maybe this is a little silly, but I feel like the anxiety for FaceTiming might be like, well, is there a ceiling on what we can talk about and what we can ask? Like, is there a roadmap that you kind of provide as far as like destinations of conversation is concerned, questions or otherwise? I think the fun of two people going, okay, let's really hang out. Let's like figure out what we want to talk about. Let's like make this a good night, right? Yeah. So, right. And you know, you could do anything you want. You're like, you could watch YouTube videos together and show each other your favorite comic. Like there is so much fun two people can have together yeah. in designing what is interesting tonight. Mm. Right. And women who I imagine are mostly listening to this, like you have every right to say, you know, what would be great. You know what I would love to do? Why don't you show me? Why don't we talk about, why don't we cover our early years? Why don't we cover our most embarrassing moments? Why don't we like storytelling is the fucking yeah. And trust me, if you're listening to someone and you don't care, right? Like, <laughs> if you fall asleep in the middle of their story, it's like, like really? That's your <laughs> story? That's yeah. your story? That's like, so your ability for your head, your heart, and your hoo ha to figure out, like, is this guy, is it juicy? Is it funny? What's your favorite song? And like, who? Right, mm-hmm. like your ability to connect purely through conversation and storytelling and making meaning and caring about each other that is one of the tests that will last a lifetime. Right, you can change the angle of the thing so you're not just like awkwardly staring at each other, like you could be cooking or like laying on the couch or whatever. It's not like just me from underneath my three chins on that. You know? Except if you really, anyone who's looking for the one, yeah, actually looking for the one, yeah, go with the three chins. <laughs> really? You know, one of the things I talk about in my content is that usually what happens on the first three dates to a few more is your PR agent is out mm. managing the information and so is theirs. Right. And so people are on their best behavior, managing the information, and you only have an evening. Right. So, you know, oh, only talk about these five things, bring up these four subjects. And pretty much they're rerunning every date they have. Yeah. Where all bets are off. Right. You can ask any question, you can have any conversation. Like there is no normal anymore. Mm-hmm. And so, ladies, you're creating the new normal. Mm. There's no more rules. It's over right? Ha, bye-bye. Right? Now there's like, how are you guys going to entertain yourselves tonight? How are you going to have fun? What are you going to talk about? What do you want to share about? Mm-hmm. Right? And, and then if you don't get met, right, you give 22 lines and they come back with one line, right? <laughs> You're learning everything you need to know, which then also makes men fuck the fuck up. Mm. Buck the fuck up, pussycat. If you want me to care, you're going to have to talk. You're going to have to be funny. You're going to have to get to my hoo-ha through my heart and my head. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which would be a miracle. It must be hard for men because they just want to get that hoo-ha in. They just want to drive the point home. Not all men. Not I mean, all, not really not all men. Obviously, everyone wants to know if they're going to kiss or fuck someone. That's yeah. not a male or female thing. Everybody in the first five minutes is like, okay, right? Maybe, <laughs> right? If you don't ruin it, if you don't say something wrong, right? Yeah. If you don't blow it, right? Like, so the hoo-ha is the swing vote. Hilarious. The head and the heart, the head and the heart are the real meaningful parts, unless you're just trying to get laid. Right. And so just trying to get laid, everybody, like you said, is no longer yeah, that's having awesome. that option. That's well, amazing. you can have like FaceTime phone tech. Yeah. Right? I'm sure that's happening. Yeah. But most people are not like, oh, yay. <laughs> like, they're not like, talk about three chimps, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. No that's not, like, that totally. is not a visual and I am not a porn star and this ain't happening. Yeah. Right. So it so that got off the table. And so now to really connect, you know, you're gonna have to use your heart and your head to win a chick. And everybody's home. Guys, you can pretty much get to anyone right now. Slide into those DMs, motherfuckers. <laughs> Everyone's waiting for the mood to come over them for lots of things. The mood to exercise, the mood to eat right, the mood to you know, really learn Spanish because you swore you wanted to, right? Like everyone's waiting for the mood. Hola. Right? <laughs> My boyfriend's learning Latin right now. See? That is Fun. the top most useless skill I've ever heard of in my now, life. Now, now. <laughs> no. sure he has his valuable reasons for that. <laughs> I'll let you know when I figure it out. Some sort of Catholic incantation is going to start happening. No, it's, it's more like something like that is like epigenetic, like yeah. their lineage, like very professorial, makes me want to know who his family is because there's an instinct to know the root of the letter. Of this, but, oh, yeah. Right? Like it's very like, like <laughs> you know, I come from my father who's very academic and you can tell how that turned out in me. Amazing. Right. Yeah, I like said fuck that hard. Well, <laughs> assign homework often. So yeah, you're pretty home- serious with your <laughs> fucking professorial duties, I have to say. You know, thank you. You are right. You called me. I am very much like some aspect of what I gleaned from my father that I kept. Yeah. You're like yes, a professor who calls you out on your personal bullshit when you hand in your homework. You're like, I should do this in time. Yeah. Fuck you. I, <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm giving out PhDs in self-love, self-respect, self-pride, and having epic lives. So as you were saying about the people being alone, I just don't know anything about that. So I'm just curious what you have to say. The moodiness you're hoping disappears will only disappear from productivity. Mm. I mean it, right? You make a checklist of what you wish you were doing. Really. It isn't that your higher self can't make a plan for today. It's did it, did it, right? So there's two parts. Create your day. Yeah, by 9 a.m., right? Like your plan is planned by 9 a.m. And your plan covers every hour till you're off, like nine to six, right? If you want to make sure you're having a great night, like if you don't plan your time, you will see how that goes every day and may your moods be good. There's plenty to be upset about. 
Well, it's pretty crazy when you don't do anything, how much you see how quickly the day goes by. The whole thing is a bad Groundhog Day from the movie, right? Yeah. Like it's like one of those days, right? So every day is a new day and every day is the same day, right? In aspects of this, you know, house arrest. And then most people pretended to themselves that if they, they ever had an extra 20 hours a week where they couldn't go out, they couldn't do this, they couldn't do that. Like they, everyone lied to themselves and said if they ever had this much time, they would be great about it. <laughs> oh, they'd, they'd be great. They'd exercise. They'd start meditating. Uh-huh. I would do the full meditation. Yeah, not just 10 minutes. I'd do the 20 twice a day. Yeah? How's that going? How's mm. it? So the truth about humans is we do not wake up going, whoop-de-doo, let me get everything done today. I'm with you fully. I think that like sometimes, what are what is your stance on the do I have to energy? And can we give into it a little bit? You're asking me, right? Yeah, I'm asking you. Fuck no, you assholes. <laughs> like what? Like you, would you like to go to bed inspired by who you are before you go to bed? Like, oh my God, I can't believe I got everything done. I called that. Like you're either going to bed psyched at who you were for the day or you're going to bed going, I'll do better tomorrow. I think it's like we've had enough time to do nothing at this point. It's been a month. So if you've just been doing nothing and you were tired and you were overwhelmed, like that makes sense to me. Like I think that there was that period of time where people actually really did need... I mean, I personally needed a, a full like energy reset. And then it's like, okay, that you well, can't you for are a months. workaholic, but you're, a, you're not the average bear, right? So you're a workaholic who then could like relax for a couple of days and get her head together. Yeah. Do you understand? You don't have a list of things you're not dealing with in your life. You're dealing with everything in your life. That's so true. So you taking a few days off is not everybody. Right. A few okay. days. By, by that, you mean 20 days. <laughs> no. You did. You did. That's an exaggeration. I know. I'm fucking around. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So everyone knows who they are. Right. Right. And you can go, I've been great or I've been lame. And every day is a new day to be either great or lame. Mm, I like that. That's real. Okay. And I don't need you to hate yourself if you're lame today. I am not offering you guilt or feeling bad. If you blew off the day, go, okay, I took a day off. I took a personal day to be a pothead. (laughs) <laughs> like whatever the fuck you did today, right? But what about tomorrow? And what do you want to really be up to so that by the time you're going to bed, you're proud of yourself? That is what I would be. I teach that every day of the week and it doesn't have to do with house arrest. And it's also like we, I think that we, the idea of being proud of yourself for doing what you want to do is such a different kind of proud of yourself than than what was kind of functioning before, which was proud of yourself for your output in the way that it would affect the world and other people. So it's yes. like, it's like a flipping of the script in a way. That you're lonely right now. You know, so anyone who feels terribly lonely right now, it will be over and you will never have this alone time again until maybe you're 83, mm. right? Like it isn't that this is the new life at all. Right. This is your sabbatical that really those extra hours are your chance to not be full of shit about what you would do with your spare time when you're a grown up and you really have the time. 
So say someone is listening, they're like, fuck, I've been feeling lonely and it makes me feel lazy. And it's like, you know, it, it gets, that sort of emotion does get into depressive territory pretty quickly. Immediately. What are kind of like prompts for yourself or exercises or whatever that can people can sort of follow the thread to get out of that loop with themselves? Nine out of 10, those people do not have a wake up time and a bedtime. Like what time are you going to bed? What time are you waking up? What are the things you're promising to do every day and when, Mm. right? For self-care. So do I think everyone should exercise every day? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah, it gets the endorphins got like that. And I don't need you to be in a good mood to go for a fast walk for 45 minutes. Like I don't like, and no, you won't pick up any diseases on a walk. You'll be okay, Mm -hmm. right? So there's no excuse not to use your time in a way that you go, if I did that, I will be proud of myself. Not, I'm not depressed right now, but if it's, it's a little hard to actually be really depressed if you have music on and you go for a hike. It's like they don't coexist so well. Depressed stays home and watches another Netflix show and yeah. goes to the, and really the big activity of the day is what's in the fridge or what's in the bar. Like if our tendency is to lay down and commit to the couch, like reversing that. Yes. And then don't do it alone. My three promises right now are meditating, writing, and moving. And those are like my non-negotiables every single day. And it has been my lifeline. Yeah. Yeah. And then I would even tell you to get them done before one and then come up with another two. Hmm. Okay. See, interesting because my pre-house arrest, though, is always to do those in the morning. So what has been fun is to not have like a time to do them. I didn't say that what you're doing in the afternoon is in painting or drawing or having sex or what, you know what I mean? Like I didn't say the list is some kind of burden. I just said you really can add more to your fun and be more productive if you get those things done in the morning. I'm talking about joy. Holding myself accountable to these commitments first thing. And then I can kind of like expand throughout the day once those are checked off. Is that what you're saying? So when you're depressed, right? Like, so you're depressed, right? Then depressed equals go back to bed. Then depressed equals when you go downstairs, what does a depressed person eat? Something to make them happy, right? So they're going to go get the bowl of their kid's cereal or their, like, they're not going to, right? So when you're depressed, your thoughts create more to be depressed about. Mm -hmm. They really do, right, guys? Like I can, I've been doing this long time, right? And so what intervenes with depression is actions because you can't be hating yourself while you're on a hike. Like you could try. It's just not the same thing as self-loathing in bed. Well, you could, but you might start crying and you might start moving it. I feel like depression also comes from stagnation. For me, it does. action. Any action that makes you go, I'm doing something about my depression. Yeah. Right. Like, so the minute a person commits to a diet, like a real diet, like I'm doing it, no more carbs, no more sugar, right? Like I'm doing it. Right. The minute you get, you're keeping that promise, you start to feel better about your body. Mm -hmm. It isn't that you need the 20 pounds off to feel good about your body. It's not, it's not the result. That right. the result is great, love results, but it's the it's the humaning, like the verb of you being, 
that is being true to yourself or what your dreams say. And then those actions will rewire your negative inner dialogue because you eat healthy three days in a row. You're going to start being like, I think I should let's get, look at this in the mirror. I think, right? Like all of a sudden you're going to be like, that's not bad. Right. If you're not loving yourself, I promise I can make a list of the actions you're taking that make you not love yourself. Let's, you mentioned something that yeah. has also been a really great anchor during this time for me via Handel, which is the dream. And I wrote a specific pandemic dream. That sounds so funny. <laughs> my pandemic I genius. No, I love my it. Dream girl, like, I never idea. thought we'd be it's here. not my idea. It was my <laughs> wonderful coach Angie's idea of like how I want to feel because of all the things you're talking about. It is so easy. Whether you're by yourself, you're with your partner, you're with your family, you're with your roommates, you're still able to work, all of those things. This is a wild time for our thoughts and our choices and how we, it's like idle hands are the devil's play toys could be, you know, it's like, there's so many analogies that come into like when these, when we're forced to stay at home and look at ourselves and sit with ourselves and sit with our partners and all of that stuff. So that has been something that's been crucial in kind of helping to frame my thoughts. So talk about how specifically if you would do a pandemic dream, because I know a few episodes back we talked about dreams and, and then how the promises then come stem from those. Right. So everyone is stuck with what they have no choice to deal with, whether your kids are home, you're that, like whatever's just the... Groundhog Day, like they will, like that shits every day. You already know it, right? Mm -hmm. Some people need to be figuring out how to get a job now, changing into like there's there's a lot of projects that people are really open to, right? So people like so the whole world wants actually to help each other right now, Mm -hmm. right? This is not a time where everybody's stingy and going fuck you, right? Everyone's like, are you okay? What do you need? right? Like if I can help you, I will. Okay. And so if you incorporate your circumstances and then you get that during this time, I do my art like never before. So the dream should be with my kids, I play, I owe fun monopoly. I like, I rock out play time to the point where my kids say this was the best thing that ever happened to them because they got to love and play with me in a way I've never gotten to be. That's point one, right? Because you and your kids are stuck together now. Right. There's like no choice. So how do you frame that and make that something that lights you up? Yeah. And then you have to get that your higher self knows exactly what you should be working on right now. It is, I have never met a person that I can't, never met them, never done coaching, never done anything. And I'm like, okay, let's talk about what's most important in your life that you're ignoring. That if you actually got an extra 20 hours a week, tell me the dream of what you get done, what your vision, you have six weeks to do anything you want with an extra 20 hours a week. Now tell me what you would love to fulfill on and write it as if it already happened, Mm -hmm. right? I made 10 paintings. I 
finally worked on watercolor and oils, right? Like it doesn't matter what it is. It matters that you love it. And it also matters that you take that dream and you understand if, you know, so I'm stuck at home, I'm alone. Let's get in great shape. That'd be fun. Like I came back to the office and I look felt. That'd be a miracle. I'll never get this much time. I could go for a hike and I can, you know, I don't know, like whatever else you want to do. I could do push-ups and sit-ups and I could really, you know, eat clean, finally go on Mark Hyman's diet, right? Like I could do this. I also think there needs to be a reckoning with how we like judge being alone. Like this is, I'm so fucking sick of this. Like everyone's like, you're alone. You're like, I'm alone. Like, we're all fucking alone. Even if you have someone, you're still by yourself. Like I hate that that's like the biggest problem is like you're alone now. You were single before the pandemic. I'm sorry. People, it, you know how there's that sentence. Everyone's like biggest fear is public speaking. Here's another one. Being alone. It's people's biggest nightmare, right? Is, is not because we get our value from being important to others. We get our value by what people think we think and what I think that they think. And that like, so there's so much of our personal worth hanging in the balance with all these other humans. And so loneliness, right, is this, what is it? You don't love not getting validated or everything you need from others, right? Being alone is not like, but why not? People are shitheads in their head. Right. Shitheads in their head. Did you ever, right? I, I feel like it was harder to be single when there wasn't this happening because it felt like people actually, like it, you can give yourself the lie that other people aren't alone. And it's like just you. Whereas now it's kind of liberating because you're like, well, we're all fucking here like this. So it's like, it's less sad. I know that's kind of a weird perspective, but that's what it's I feel less, like. It's less of an illusion. Right. Yeah. Like, like the amount that I love how not able to pretend you're busy you are now. Yeah. Right. Like that yeah. was day 12, but what about day 17? Right. The real, right. Mm-hmm. And so I, a lot of people have to like, so I've been getting calls about marriages calls. Like there's no more hiding. Right. Yeah. So let's talk about that. The difficulty that people are experiencing in partnership uh, right now. What are you seeing? How can we? How can we help, <laughs> Elizabeth? Maybe you can talk about that too. I think you find out the truth, right? You find mm. out who you miss. You find out who you love. You find out who you like talking to. The amount of truth serum that you can face during house arrest and and no more going out and being distracted and having to do twenty things and get, you know like go get your nails on, go do this, go, go here, go, do like the amount of no go. And now you're stuck with yourself profoundly. And what's most important to you is the greatest reboot and facing the truth. So I have marriages falling apart and I have marriages and families coming together, right? Like it's a split. Right. And there's like no mm-hmm. in between. It's like a definite yes or a definite no. Is this like your busiest season yet with all of this? It's changing the season for what's more busy than other things. I haven't stopped working, right? And I haven't, and my whole company is online, which we've always been, and we've been doing forward for thinker. I always deal with people having hard times or having to change or 
selling their company or getting fired or getting divorced or wanting to get married and there isn't a prospect in sight. So I get deployed for emergency situations. And this is another one. So what do you say to people who are having severe problems with their partnership, like realizing that who they cohabitate with is not someone that they actually can have this kind of prolonged exposure to? Well, you know, I believe in divorce, right? Well, I mean, yeah, it's 2020. I would hope so. When my husband and I got married, David and I, in our vows, promised we would leave each other. (laughs) Promised we would leave each other and that we're only staying if it's fucking great. That's right. So that's like an original vow. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And so you can either fix it, which I do believe is possible. And, you know, I teach that. I have a whole process for that. I have coaches for that. Like that's what I, that's one of my businesses, right? And so, but inner you love, you could get your partner and you to go through inner you love together. It would be the most epic thing for a couple. I love that. Right. And it gives you something to do together. Explain a little bit about what, what that looks like, the online coaching. So we have a whole online world that we've been building for years. It's like my best content, like 25 minute clips with examples and it's online and you buy it once. Right now we're giving it no matter what for half price and it, you keep it for the life of you. You get a coaching session with it and you get to take all our master classes and everything we're teaching all no upsell prices, right? So you can stay for life for $325 and I promise you'll get everything you ever needed. But in Inner You Love, it goes through my process, which is no joke like the ladies were saying, right? Yeah. And the process is epic homework. So even if you just listen to it, you'd be like, that's the concept. Your head, your heart, and your hoo-ha throughout your life. You've been selling out on one of them. First, you define them. This is how we define them. How would you define them? Answer these questions. So it's really a process to get you to know yourself profoundly in a different way way. So you can talk about it, face yourself, figure out what you've been doing wrong your whole life, how your parents really have influenced you in a good and bad way, right? Like you figure it all out, not to blame anybody, but to really get what your dream is. Like you write your dream, you hear other dreams. It's so, it works, guys. It works. If you're willing to actually put in the time and do the work, you can really figure out what happened in your love life and how to reboot it and fix it. And I mean, fix it forever. Like when something gets fixed, it's actually fixed. It also gives you like concrete things to think about. Like I think sometimes something that's really hard about self-work or just being introspective in general is that it's such a vast landscape. So you kind of don't know where to land inside of yourself. And then you get like focused on corners that maybe are like repetitive or self-fulfilling prophecies or whatever the things you've continued to tell yourself or, or tried to work like it's hard to know what to kind of like sink your teeth into. And I feel like the course really gives you just like, it's a place to land. It's a place to stand. It's a solid known place to explore. That isn't something that you created for yourself. Yes. It's like there's many paths that have been designed. And this is one that is dream, action, and integrity oriented. And also the end of lying, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love it. I'm so happy and so grateful. I feel like yeah, everyone should be doing it right now. It's been <laughs> safety uh, buoy 
in this swimming in these waters for sure. One last question, as we touched on a little bit, there's a lot of time with self. And I would love you to speak a little to like the dialogue in our head and how we can talk to it and not let it really like drive the ship or not let all of it drive the ship. I'm speaking personal experience. I can only imagine other people might be experiencing the same thing. I don't know, but you could say one of the big things I focus on completely and utterly is how to take over your narrative in your head. Mm. Like that's my secret sauce, right? Like it's very comprehensive, but actually easier than you think, right? So, and in inner you life coaching, but if you want to do inner you love, you'll figure it out just from the perspective of love. What I make you do is confront your personality traits and the things you don't believe are possible by making you dream. And then you have to hear your inner dialogue. I create a context where you have to hear your inner dialogue. And then I literally make a person write down what the voice in the head is saying. And so if you're taking on your body or you're taking on a new career or you're taking on getting married or finding love, if you can't hear what your subconscious is saying to you, it will just keep conducting the life you currently have. Right. Mm -hmm. So when we believe our own thoughts, we stay in bed. Like in the moment you hear the the negative inner dialogue, it gives your higher self what to do. Get out of bed. Get out. Mm -hmm. Right. Like that's where the rubber meets the road. Right. In my work. Right. Which is you have a lower self. You need to have a sense of humor. You need to get it's not going anywhere. You need to get over 80% of human thoughts are negative. Even if you're like, I'm a positive person, like, well, at least that didn't happen to me, right? Or I have a good job, even though I'm not that happy. And like, even that's negative, right? Like, I right. know you don't think your thoughts are negative, but I will. Well, it's obviously negative if you're not feeling good. I still have negative thoughts and I'm wildly connected to my dream, right? Like, I am right. not done hunting down my inner dialogue about my own children, about my body, about aging, about business, about a client. Like the minute you hear something, you have the chance to say something else. Like every mm. thought is a diving board off to something else. I'm like, it's, mm. it's, it has an infinity to it. The minute you love your body, you could, how do you love it more? Right? Like, there's no limit to a mind believing in things are possible, but you can't even think something's possible till you hear what a little shit you are about that thing. Right. I think that, you know, obviously what's happening globally right now is so devastating and can have an effect on like the collective psyche, but also personal psyche. I think that is the greatest lie. You think it's bullshit. Tell me why. Because if we had any idea of how many kids were being sex trafficked, and how many people were dying of cancer, of how many little kids could have not died of cancer if they had the right health insurance, if we, like, the amount of things to be disturbed worldwide about that are killing people today that we could have stopped, we could have done something, like, like, so I'm not saying this isn't real, but this is making us all unite 
on one thing that is real that we're all getting affected by. But when you tell me that the whole world can feel this, I think that's a, a revelation, right? Because we're not solving so many things that are actually so much worse. Like we haven't even gotten out of black and white problems in America, right? Like guys, right? Mm. Guys, we got like, we haven't gotten anywhere in a lot of places. Come on, humans. There really are the people in your direct life. And I really understand if anyone's sick, why you're upset. I really do. Like I, if you don't have your job right now, I swear to God, I want to help you and coach you on how to change your mind and deal with that. Right. But don't go looking for things to be upset about that you can that have actually nothing to do with your day to day. Because I could mm-hmm. point you to a lot more shit shows. Right. Right. And if you're bringing it in, I really appreciate that. Bringing it in, I promise you're not just tending to your happiness in your life. And the whole world would prefer you be happy and taking care of yourself and getting happier during this time than they need you to suffer over suffering over suffering that actually isn't touching you. Yeah. Preach, Lauren. Damn. No, but you're totally right. Like, I think that's in general, the way that we are, it's almost like the macro of the way the negative self-talk where it's like, it kind of reminds me of how my Catholic grandma was always like, woe is me about everything. It's like, she needed to read the obituaries every day to remind herself of the suffering in the world. And it's kind of the same thing of like, this is just one thing that's triggering the feeling that, that already existed be beneath what this like one event is. Yeah, I can't sense. think like, of anything more important than each individual being accountable for their happiness. And their yeah, and stuff. also that speaks to your health. <laughs> and their you know, stuff. like your well, yeah, but your happiness affects happiness your really does mean healthy. It does not mean party up, right? No, happy really means proud of yourself to me, and and that doesn't mean yeah. don't have a cocktail at seven. But after you work out, meditate, right? Like, like make sure your little life is doing its best, right? Yeah. And the amount of you don't need to follow the news because it depresses you yeah. and, and it makes you angry. And afraid. You're not getting out of your house anyway. You're not leaving. You're following all the rules. Like, what? Like, I promise you'll know the day they let you out. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think monitoring the information that we allow in our spheres is a huge, a huge thing that we've been talking about on this show for years. And right now could not be any more true. But yeah, I think taking care, as you said, taking care of the things that immediately affect us, first and foremost, our thoughts, is a really good use of this time right now. And what I would have a person do is Pick an area of your life that you want to make one strong promise in. No more anything with flour or sugar. I do two hours a day of creative writing, right? Or else I don't get my sugar, right? Like, so you take on one promise connected to a dream, even without writing the dream, right? Like you just take on one promise and you take it so seriously. All you have to do is trail your inner dialogue on that one promise and you'll start to understand your dark side. Mm. And then you can give them a name. It's really, it's so much fun. 
So Professor Xander giving us all some homework that we can sink our teeth into while we have the time. Thank you so much. So as good. Always, you're a joy. I love you girls. I love what you're up to. I have never met anyone who listens to you that I didn't want to like a hug and coach and play with. So for, <laughs> for all your listeners, I am thrilled that I am part of your tribe. We love you. As so are grateful. we. Thank you so much. Thanks for being the Wonder Woman in our squad. We really appreciate it. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You down with R&T? Yeah, yeah you know me. Hi. Hi. We're back. We're back. I'm still guasying in case anybody. Oh my God. <laughs> Am I saying it right? Probably not. Yeah, I think so. Who knows? I think you are. I think I am. I was telling Steph that I've researched deeply. I've watched multiple YouTube videos on how to do it. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I'm a, a good old pro now. Yeah, you know what? I feel like it's a really good time to keep doing it while you're recording our show. Yeah. <laughs> no time like the present. I feel like there's probably not 14 other hours in the day that you can do it. <laughs> we were talking on FaceTime for an hour and a half before we started I know. recording. And she was not guasaying. Now we're recording and she's... Well, I feel like people listen to this show while self-caring from what I hear. So why not? Why can't I join the fun? Should I eat an edible also? Yes. All right, I'm doing that. Perfect. Great. Let's share with the audience what you were telling me before about what your main dream is right now. Which one? Oh. Is just to be high all the time? That's the the reality a little bit. I've been dreaming about a few things, like the non-essentials. Yeah. The Erewhon salad bar. Okay, which can be translated to any salad bar in the any in the salad universe. bar, and I yeah. think that maybe, and I'm just toying with this out loud. I don't know if it's truth, but maybe the the salad bar as we knew it may no longer exist. That's, There's probably going to be a partition and and a person doling out say, the food. Overall, though, is that a bad thing? Because like I've seen some gnarly ass fucking salad bars in my life that definitely had like odd bacterial overgrowth on them. Ooh. True. You know so I mean? maybe it's like not not a bad thing, but I don't know. I've been feeling weird today, as we talked about. I don't really like. I feel like I hit a stride mm-hmm. like a week and a half ago, and I was like very much in a bubble and very much like had a routine and felt like I'm really been using the time wisely. Yeah, just like doing like deeper work with myself and finding a lot of benefit in that. And then today. I just sort of hit a wall and was just kind of like, ugh. And then what do you do, you know, when you hit the wall? Well, I stick to the things that I, you know, we mentioned in our conversation with Lauren, there's like the idea of, of promises. Mm-hmm. And those have been really helpful pillars for me throughout. And they're not meant to feel hard. Like it's the things that I know really serve me that I want to do. So it's like sometimes, obviously it's hard to like commit to like journaling 20 a day. Like, okay, that like feels like a little bit of a hard thing, right? Like to get yourself in the mood without question, like you have to do that for 20 minutes. You think that's hard? Like on a Sunday afternoon, I'm like not in the mood, but I still do it. Okay. Yeah. Like, I think that it's easy to say no to it. Let's say that. And then... Suggestion box as an avid psychotic journaler for as a means of like personal survival. I feel the same way. And I feel like what I've learned over the years is not to force it. And sometimes when I 
what I do instead of like in the Sunday afternoon when I'm like, I just want to go live life and not care. I instead save it and I'll journal right before I go to bed. Yeah. And I, that's like actually my favorite time to do it because then I've had a day of reflection and experience and I realized that I don't necessarily need it to get through my day. It's a different type of energy and it's a more like receptive, gentle moment. Yeah. And well, it the also practice, takes the pressure off. That's great. The practice I'm doing right now isn't gentle, which we'll talk about, which is the, okay. which is the Nicole Sachs journal speak, which we're going to have her on to talk deeper about this again. Okay. But it's more, it's like a deep purge mm-hmm. type framework with it. So it's not really a like gentle nighttime reflection, but that's right. fine. So the promises are really helpful, but it's also like throwing in like cooking new recipes, like a certain number of times a week and like things that I know I'm going to hold myself accountable to the things that are, I know serve me. So it's not this like hard tasky type thing. It's more of like setting up a framework to feel really good. And and something Lauren said in this conversation that I took to heart was she was like, okay, do all those things, but like do them in the morning. Right. And like get those things done. And then like have another set for the afternoon. So that's what I've been playing around with. And just those totems have been really helpful for me to like show up for myself. Mm-hmm. And I think that like that, I guess, is this, the personal struggle that I'm having is like just fully checking out and, and not. Right. You mean as far as you don't want to fully check out or you do want to? No, I definitely have let myself do that and that's fine, but I don't want to swim in that. Okay. Is there a reason? Yeah. Because it doesn't feel good. It doesn't feel good. If okay. it feels good, then 100%. But I think there's like a definite balance between like leaning fully in and like luxuriating in just like that corner of the couch and like feeling stony and like all the housewives anyone could consume. And like all of that is like great and lovely. But I, I personally can't be in that mode 24-7 as much as I want to. Mm-hmm. Like that will put me in a place of like not feeling great. Right. How about you? What's going on? That was my share. No, that's a great share. It's the thing that I just keep thinking about is like, I feel that we're all just kind of becoming like new versions of ourselves. Like all of the things that we had before as far as like framework is concerned. And that's probably why you're working on cultivating a new framework is because you are someone that really thrives in like a structured type of situation and knowing like where and how you need to show up is like how you really are as a person. Like it's not, yeah, it's not fuel. It's fuel and it's, it's kind of in your makeup and you know, that sort of coding isn't going to go away, but the way in which the world is has shifted. So we have to adapt and become these new versions of ourselves in order to be okay with the changing of the seas. And you know, that, to me is what I've really just been thinking about is like how basically my share is that I feel like the person that I was prior to this is retired. I feel that from you so deeply. You do? Yeah. You feel like a fresh new version in the best way. And I think a lot of that has to do with the move and just the relocation of it all. And like really just listening to your soul's call of like, you want to be in the mountains and you're there now and you're plugged in. Yeah. It's really inspiring. Thanks. It was definitely like 
proof, like what Megan Wallace James was talking about, just proof in that like the heavy lifting is the true, the truest element of the shui. Like, yeah. I'm not going to lie to you. The move was extremely difficult, extremely emotional, navigating how to put everything together in a time when I couldn't have anyone really help me was really hard. And figuring out how to get the movers and get everything in sort and all the logistical elements. So I'm not strongly inclined towards organization or structure in any way. And it was really fucking stressful for me. And I had many dark nights of the soul being like, what am I doing? But something was just keeping me going. And now I'm here and it is... I am very, very grateful that I got to do this in this time because I don't think that I necessarily would have taken a big leap in the previous definition of the person that I was. Yeah. But now that I do feel like reflecting on sort of everything that got me to the place that I was right before this happened to where I want to go moving forward, there is this sort of like undefinable space that I feel that I'm living in. And it's very... It's very interesting. And I feel like I wish that I could have accessed this without a pandemic. And I'm entertaining this notion of what it looks like to kind of live on your own time, by your own definition, in your own way, moving forward when society does pick up again. Because I feel like a lot of people, including myself, are having like... Now that we've been in this for a month and things are shifting, it's like a lot of people are expressing to me that they're not ready to go back. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think that's because of what I'm saying, where we're discovering that all of these ways that we existed, all these things that we clung to, all the stressors that we had, were actually very counterproductive and detrimental to us being in like what I would describe as like our purpose or our happiness or our alignment. And so I, I feel that what I want to give myself the gift of is even when we need to go back into the studio or we need to go to meetings or things pick up back up again and we get to go back to a certain degree of regular life. I want to give myself permission and maybe some of you guys feel the same way to continue to operate in the way that I've that I'm now learning to operate in which is really to be on my own time, to not be so tethered to my phone or to my email or worrying about who I'm not showing up for or what I'm not doing or that I'm not doing enough or that I need to compete and catch up and be successful and all of these pressures that I just felt so underneath of. Yeah. Like I had a fantasy when I watched that Taylor Swift documentary. Have I, to- have I told you this? Uh-uh. When she talked about going off the grid for a year, I was so jealous. I was like, oh my God, like the courage to just say like, fuck you to everything that I've been defining myself by for an entire year. Yeah. She went and go wrote an album, but like, we don't need to be people that are writing an album to give ourselves permission. Steph, are you about to enter into your reputation era? I mean, I think I miss Americana. (laughs) 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 Or am I the heartbreak kid? I don't know. Who knows? (laughs) Never did I ever think I would get so many Swift references from you in one sentence, but I'm here for it. (laughs) This quarantine is shifting you. (laughs) It's magical. But the notion that like you can say like, I don't want to subscribe to this thing anymore. I'm unhappy in this form. Is I'm really certainly powerful. like the most tapped into what feels aligned and what doesn't than I've ever been. It's like a switch has been activated and I'm like, it's such a hard yes or a hard no for everything. Uh-huh. I, feel I the same am way. obsessed with it. Me too. I feel like my channel is so clear. It's like, mm-hmm. if anything feels hard, I'm just not doing it. It feels complicated. I'm not doing it. Like before, I feel like my instincts were off just because I was so covered in like 
stress and other people's shit and fear and all these things. LA smog. Yeah, just dirt, like (laughs) everything. And now I'm just like, I can hear what is true and what is aligned so clearly. And I, I don't have guilt about whatever my truth is at this point. And it's very interesting. I'm on a personal level, grateful. And I feel like on a planetary level overall, that's sort of the vibe was like, I remember when everyone was like, we're being put in a timeout. And it's like, yeah, we, we are. Mm-hmm. And I, I obviously want to send love to all of the people that are going through a very deep struggle. And I, I, you will be okay. And I have a lot of compassion for that, but I can only speak from my, from my own experience. And for me, it's revelatory. Yeah, it's pretty incredible. It's very different. And I feel like there is a new world that will emerge. And like Ambie said on that thing on our Zoom, like this is the beginning of like a four to 10 year cycle of complete mm-hmm. and utter renewal. Yeah. Maybe it's all the bleach I've been drinking. I'm just such a genius. (laughs) (laughs) That was one thing. I was so pissed. I was like, if this doesn't make my dad stop liking Trump, I don't know what will. Anybody else with Trump or parents who they had conversations about when that happened? Raise your hand. Let us know. (laughs) I'll tell you that my dad said he stopped watching the news and started watching Ozark, which I feel like is a Trumper's way of saying I was wrong, but I can't admit it. A hundred percent. That was his admission. That was right his there. admission where he's like, I'm not watching the news. I'm like, this is a guy who would like be a fucking instigator and just post pictures on his own Instagram of him watching Fox News just to piss people off. Like that's who he was. Your dad? Yeah. He like built a bar outside of his pool where he lives in Florida and he uh-huh. like this beautiful thing that he built. And when he posted the photo of him in the bar in the lanai, he purposely, he had Fox News on in the background and I like trolled him. I was like, what the fuck? And he's like, I did that because I knew it would bother you. Those were the two most Florida things I've ever heard. Alanai and Fox News. <laughs> yeah. Love you, Florida. I just really love the notion of giving yourself permission to like discover. Like, I think it's awesome that you're figuring out what your routines are. And I have a few of those things as well, obviously, but mostly I'm really loving just waking up every day and letting it be a new day. That's great. And just really listening and being yeah. like, what is the thing that would make this day make me feel happy? And you know what? Some days I think it's going to be like watching a TV show and then I watch a TV show for too long and then I get kind of stuck with this guilt where I'm like, oh my God, it's already three. And then I have to check myself and I'm like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you but then it's like, it time. never mattered. Exactly. The trippy wild thing. And that's what I say when I, when I describe this time as incredible. Like everything is so big that's happening. Like there's these massive themes that are coming through both on a global scale for everyone I've talked to on a personal scale. Like it is incredible. That doesn't mean it's all amazing. It just means like I'm astounded truly at what's happening. Yeah. And I think I'm in that mode of like, Today I woke up and I was just like, this is intense. Yeah. Whereas I think I went a week and a half of like being like, I got this. Yeah. It's like a new vibe that I can totally get down with. And today it caught up with me a little bit. I definitely cry a lot. Oh yeah. The Ryan Heffington, I think he does it five days a week. So I do it like four days a week. Every single time I start to move my body, I burst into tears which is incredible and 
cathartic. And it's just been like, I mean, there's like things are moving in such a deep way that I can feel it. And I feel like I'm in the thick of it. And so it felt it like almost felt like odd to even be able to like communicate about it as we are right now, because I feel like I'm so in something. Yeah. But this is a great blessing that we have this opportunity to share and connect with people like Xander, who's like, I'm just going to call her Xander from now on. I, I felt I right. That. I Wait, felt right. She sounds like a superhero. I know. She kind of is. I just am so grateful for that conversation today. On the conversation with her, like, I, I wonder if everyone's experiencing the same thing that, that I'm experiencing is when I do talk to people, I feel like we're just connecting on like a deeper level where like we're realizing the value of our human connection. Whereas before, I think we might have taken each other for granted a bit, just as far as like our hustle and not being aware and like social isolation really makes you realize how much you need humans in your life. Mm -hmm. And I, I notice myself having conversations with friends or with suitors or whatever, and they're just coming from a place of actual inquiry into who the other person is and what they're going through. And it's not really based on what you do or what your goals are and your hustle and all those things that... Shape. Yeah. And Falsely. I'm, yeah. And I, it's, very, it's a very different type of energy. And I, I hope that moving forward, we can have that kind of reverence for one another. Beautifully said, Stephanie. Thanks. I think the edible's starting to hit. <laughs> <laughs> well, my guasa treatment is just about complete. Your skin looks really good now. It's like really red and glowing. It's woken up. I know. Ooh, I, I love that. I'm inspired. Thanks. Yeah. I'll keep you posted on all the other tools that are going to be in the arsenal soon. Fab. And I shall report back. Cool. Guys, we have some, some great conversations coming up. As we said, Stephanie and I are, have been really mindful in bringing the people who we find to be such pillars for this show and like bringing yeah. them back and having a conversation around what's going on. But we would love to hear from you if you guys have any suggestions for what you like to hear us talk about or any guests, send them our way. All right, guys, we love you. Love you. Namaste listening. Bye. Bye. Yes, that's a retrograde.